I bloody love that theme tune. Oh, for new <laughs> listeners that weren't with us last time, oh yeah. Son of friend of the show, David Skewer, has done us a theme tune. Tell us what you think. Isn't it great? Anyway, hello. Welcome. <laughs> Good evening. To episode 59 of the Champ We Are United podcast. 59 episodes, lads. Wow. 59. And uh, yeah, I'm joined by a few of the regulars today. Some are on the missing list. I'll briefly explain. First of all, let's say hello to Matt. Good evening to you, Go, and good evening, listeners. Hope you're well, Matt. And then it's uh, Simo. He's also joining us. Uh, Voice of Reason, Simo. Oh, that's it. You, you, you build me up far too much. Good evening, Gull. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm well. Thank you very much. Lovely. And of course, I'm your host, as always, Gull. Oh, oh, hello. Welcome to more madness. Oh, he's still talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> still going on. Yeah. All right. What is... Sorry, I spoke over you. Say no, that no, again. No, no, you, you, you carry on. You carry on. Oh, it's going well already, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, Simo is with us and Matt, of course. This week, a few on the missing list. Ridders is uh, not with us. He'll be back next time, which I'm quite thankful for, to be honest, because um, the budget for the podcast, uh, uh, we can't afford with... Um, Tangent Paul being in Portugal, uh, David Skew being have in, being in the cupboard and having to be fed all the time in the studio, and of course you know the upkeep of the dog that we found last week. We can't <laughs> afford it, so I, I think next episode when we have Ridders reviews return, we're going to yeah. go for uh, a theme tune from a tribute band. So maybe Craft not so much work on or something like that. But uh, yeah, Tangent Paul and Ridders, Luscious Locks Ridders will be back next time. And uh, yeah, look forward to that. And of course, we've got news of someone else joining us next episode, but more on that later. Okay, should we do the running order? Yes, please. Blimey, it feels like I've been talking half an hour already. So, I know. We'll start, as always, from Matt. Uh, with Matt, I don't know what I'm trying to say, to be honest, and he'll have the usual social media feedback. Hopefully there's some good stuff there. And then it'll be Matt again, hogging the limelight tonight, he is. And his section is all about when Johnny met Victor. So obviously uh, regular fans and fans of Roy the Rovers know Victor Boscovich and Johnny Dexter. Well, that's his section tonight, Matt. Look forward to that. Then it's the Master Champ Challenge. It's back, of course. And Simo is asking the questions to me. And it's about my favourite television show. We don't always do quiz questions on football or comics. My favourite television show of all time, Twin Peaks. I am terrified. So <sighs> no pressure, because you've just been said it, it's your favourite about three times. You know, it <laughs> is my favourite. Did I mention that? No, you haven't, no. Oh, okay. Simo, did I mention it? No, I'm... I'm... No, I think that's the first time you've ever said such a thing. No, I know. I got away with it, though, quoting something from last week's, uh, last, the last episode. Right then, then we move on to a section from me. I know, I can't believe it. And I'll be reviewing, as Ridders is not here as well, I'll be reviewing, reviewing that's difficult for me to say, the Roy the Rovers issue 301 from 1st of March 1986. Sort of like the Bob Wilson, Martin Kemp era. Oh, dear. 
move along, nothing to see. Then we'll move on to just a quick conversation with the lads that are here in the studio. Hello, lads. And it'll be about our team. Hello. And our expectations for the season. And then finally, a preview of episode 60 from Matt. Then the usual social media outlets. And uh, that's it. That's episode 59. So it's over to Matt now. And he's going to give us any social media feedback. Go on then. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Thanks, Carl. Um, yeah. So last episode was episode fifty-eight, and if you remember, it was um, one one of, one of the items was Paul talking through his, his storage, wasn't it? And we had another readers' review. Um, got some good feedback from Trevor Melvin, who's um, been putting a lot of contributions on the um, Weather Rovers forty years after page. Um, hello, Trevor. Hello, Trevor. Um, so thoroughly enjoyable. Um, as was the Master Champ Challenge and the General Banter. I don't know who General Banter is. Maybe he's turning <laughs> up in the studio later. I know. Um, he's going to <laughs> be here next episode with his friend of Major Letdown. <laughs> oh, oh, very good. good. Very good. Uh, and then, then, obviously, for the crapness of Stop. my jokes, I'll also be joined by Corporal Punishment. <laughs> 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 The man's on fire tonight, isn't he? He really Bloody is. Hell. That's mean you go down the pub, Simo. Just leave him to it. Just leave him uh, to I, it. You've got him. I think you should both go down the pub. I'm much better on my own. Who's to say we're not? Because hmm. I'm sat across you in this bloody studio. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I just go with it sometimes. By me. Anyway, that's that's the feedback. It wasn't loads of feedback. Hang on, hang on, hang on, listeners, right. listening, listeners. We're not actually in a studio. Just Carry on. Ruining the magic. Well, you, there's no you, Santa you Claus. gave it away when you told them we'd got David Skew stuck in a cupboard. <laughs> well, it's the only way to keep him from talking. Carry on, Matt. I'm done. Literally oh. done. So that's it. That was the feedback. So thanks a lot, Trevor. Um, there's been there's been good some some good actually just talk about social media in general. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Barry Tomlinson's been posting some stuff on Twitter. X. When are people going to stop calling it Twitter X? Anyway, um, recently he's been digging out through his ar- archives and he's been putting out notes and stuff he had on like Tommy's Troubles and and, and the actual Roy the Rovers comic, which has been really interesting. So posted stuff on that on, on the Facebook group and yeah, getting a lot of activity on there. And I think also for the Champ We Are United Facebook page you know there's lots of good stuff being posted on there as well talking about yeah, think, that's, that's, you've that's been posting stuff haven't you it. yeah you've been posting stuff about different teams and where they originate from so lots of activity on social media in general i have some feedback too Go on, then. i know so well uh, one of my friends who listens steve has uh, uh who's a comic collector has asked a couple of questions which uh, c- could be answered by some research uh, because I've come across a website uh, uh, that's relevant to his question. And it's about the Football Picture Story Monthlies. And, and I'm interested in this as well, about the dates of publication. From some sources online, those you know picture libraries what seem to have always been released on the first of the month. And there aren't that many sources out there that actually mm-hmm. like give a comic date like normal comics. 
that's much easier, of course, because they might be weekly or fortnightly. And I'm just wondering if those dates are just generically written as the first of the month, because most sites or it's just general recognition that, like, for instance, a particular football picture story monthly was July 1986. I wonder if anyone knows the answer to that. That then leads on to a section we've been promising to do at some point in the future about the issue numbers of Roy of the Rovers, because there are a couple of different sources online that suggest different numbers. So we'll touch on that in the future. Also, and I'll bring this up. Sorry, has has, has Paul Tangent joined? Uh, Don't rule the roost on social media feedback. Actually, that's not true because Steve actually just said it to me. He didn't email me. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Finally, the site I found, I don't know if it's been touched upon before. I can't remember us mentioning it in the 55,000 posts on our on our forum just mentioning <laughs> uh, and it's a complete chronology from 1922 of every single ipc magazine's publication all the way through and who absorbed what who went where this that oh, and the wow. other That's and it might be worth giving a link to that maybe next episode because mm-hmm. um, it will be mostly roy the rovers next time of course with the person that we've got joining us in the studio but uh, it might be worth mentioning, like uh, the, the link to that next time, and or maybe talk about c- certain comics because there's some I never even heard of. But very interesting. So that's my social media feedback. I know, can't believe it. Brilliant. That well, thank you very much. For you to go there to uh, create a so-called family tree of comics. Yeah, yeah. I can't absolutely. believe you haven't done it already. Slacker. Well, uh, we've already done our sort of research of the. The, what we call the the um yeah, yes. that's it i completely forgot them <laughs> I, I said that without moving my lips it's amazing <laughs> yeah we've done, don't worry, nobody can see you. <laughs> we've done a lot of research so you shut up now it's my turn uh so <laughs> we've done a lot of research in the last 10 12 years of the chronology dating back all the way to the mid 40s of the storyline being linked all the way through the Iron Bar in Spike and then United in Champ, which is quite incredible when you think about it. It, it predates Roy of the Rovers by a good 15, 20 years. So we might do a major section or a special on that again in the future. But uh, yeah, that's interesting stuff, isn't it? Yes. The universe wow. just keeps expanding. Thanks for your enthusiasm there, lads. Bryson was not wrong. Who? Bill Bryson. Yeah, Neil Bryson, yeah. Mike Tyson? Yeah, him as well. (laughs) Oh, dear. I'll tell you what, I wish Tangent Paul was here this week and not in Portugal, because he laughs at my jokes more than you do. Hello, Paul. I hope you're enjoying Portugal. He's not had as much exposure as we have. That's true. Actually, we probably won't see Tangent we won't, probably won't see Tangent Paul again or hear from him because over in Portugal, once he starts talking, he'll go off on a tangent and he, he'll still be there in six months' time. Jesus Christ, if David Skew joins him, the whole bloody world will explode. Only because they don't stop talking. But we love them, don't we? Maybe that's where yeah. global warming came from, all that hot air. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely. So shall we actually talk about comics now? 
Well, yeah, I mean, make, on, uh, make a change. You twisted my arm. Oh, go on, then. So, it's Matt's section. Over to you, Matt. Looking forward to this. I say that to every section everyone does. Because Dude. I genuinely... Look, come on. We started this podcast nearly three years ago, you know, and here right. we are now. I, I okay. mean, it's bloody enjoyable, isn't it? I don't mean we started this episode three years ago. That's weird. It, it just feels like it. Right, okay, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna crack on. Thank you, Goal, for that very warm introduction. Um, and well, yes, you always like a warm hand on your entrance, hey. don't you? Thank you very much, Julian Clary. Um, I thank you. Hello, Panthers. It's Julian Clary here. Oh. I thank you. <laughs> that's only twelve. That's actually not bad. That's not. That's You're scarily not bad. good at that, Goal. I'm having a I thank you. And anyone that has no idea that Sticky Moments was actually a television show. By Julian Clary, they just think I'm a bit weird now. Sorry, Matt, carry on. I digress. Someone's got to be Paul Tangent, haven't they? When Johnny met Victor. Um, so, so this, <laughs> this, this, this is obviously talking about the hard man. Um, so it's talking about Johnny Dexter. So the hard man, you know, obviously one of the major stories, probably the second most popular story in War of the Rovers back in the day. Um, it lasted from well from the first very first comic. Um, in September '76 to to 1985, um, written by well the author by Barry Tomlinson himself, uh, so the group editor and artist Doug Maxted, Australian guy. Um, but so yeah, really popular story. And I just thought I'd go back to the, one of the key one of the key moments, which is when Johnny Dexter met Victor Boscovich. You know, probably. One of the most famous double acts in the in the Royal Rovers comic, um, kind of like bromance, if you like, really. Um, you know, akin to I don't know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, those two fellas out of the Shawshank Redemption, um, Walkman Wise, the two Ronnies, the two Ronnies. <laughs> no, oh, well, there you go, there he goes. Just checking to make sure. I he's... <laughs> I was away last episode. I'm back now. <laughs> that was that was that was that was un, unrehearsed, but um, I gave you a virtual kick then. When um, yeah, you, you left the gap there because you knew what was coming, didn't you? I knew what was coming. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'll take take you back to um, May 1977. Um, I don't know how long this is gonna take. Hopefully, I can whiz through. It covers covers a number of weeks. But essentially, what hap- what happens is Johnny Dex is playing for Danefield United. Um, they're struggling uh, towards the b- bottom of the, the Division One, and they need to, they need to win their last match of the season to stay up. Um, unfortunately, they they don't. Um, so they they only, they only draw. Um, so what what happens at the end of the match is is quite an iconic picture is is Johnny goes onto the pitch with a microphone and he goes onto pitch to talk to the fans um and he goes and he, and he thanks them for their support and he says he's we made a promise on behalf of him and the whole squad that they're only going to be in the first the second division for one season and they'll be back and if anybody disagrees with that then they have to reckon with Johnny Dexter so Sad, sad thing. Obviously, they get relegated, but he's making a promise that he'll 
he'll get them back into Division One. Now then, Johnny goes off on the because he played for England. Uh, he goes off on a England tour to South America. We have Kevin Taylor, who also played for Danfield United, uh, one of their famous forwards. Um, I won't cover that, but then they they come back and they they land at the airport, and they're looking for you know looking for Johnny's actually saying he's looking forward to kind of really getting back to Danefield and you know fulfilling these promise of getting them back up to the first division. And they they, they go past a newsstand and then they see Danefield United sensation, and they pick up a paper and they go I can't believe it and they go I can't believe it, and Danefield sacked the manager Harry Telfer. Just just before the start of the season. Now Johnny's not happy about this. He's going, No, he's going to be reinstated as club captain. I'll make sure he is. If the directors refuse, they'll have a strike on their hands. So Johnny Johnny's not having this at all. Um he goes he go they go straight to the ground and he wants to go and speak to the directors. And as he arrives at the ground, there's a guy standing at the top of the steps, and it's Bobby Crane, he's the new manager. Bobby Crane and um, Dex well, of course, Bob, Bobby, Bobby Crane is going to be high up, isn't he? He's a crane. Very good. Very yeah. good. Yes. I'm, I'm here all week. <laughs> Hopefully in just the for the podcast. Yeah, in the studio on my own, feeding the dog. Uh, so Johnny, he storms into the director's, the boardroom um, and says, no, you need to reinstate Harry Telfer. They say no. He goes. He says, "Right, let's say I'm going to I'm going to go and strike." His loyalty is to Harry Telfer. Um, the players aren't too pleased about this, so the players kick off the next match, and Johnny's actually in in the um, crowd. He's he's in disguise. He's got some sort of dodgy tartan Trilby hat on, and a, like a Colombo Mac on. Um, so not a great disguise, but Matt, playing shot. Yeah. Just one more thing. Thing. Man, man, is it man or something like that? Oh, yeah, ma'am, ma'am. Can we do Columbo in a future episode, please? We need to put it on the list. Remember, we'll do, do, you remember, miss, do you remember the Mrs. Columbo? <laughs> no, no, there was a television yeah. series. I oh, was there, Mrs. Columbo, and it kind of failed. I thought that was just a really bad Miss World, and they got Mrs. Columbo in one year. You're going to be cancelled now. You think she was bad? She said Miss Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen the trouble that, 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 that this one got into, Mr. Mina. Oh, oh God. Oh, yes. God. Oh, very good. So, where was I? I, I knew this was going to be, <laughs> this gonna be a long one. Misunderstood, though, was she? Oh. <laughs> misunderstood. So anyway, the, the first first game of the season, he's in disguise. He's watching the game. They go one nil down. Still, still his first game of the season. Yeah, he can't <laughs> take it. So he, he he storms out of the ground, jumps on a bus. So I don't know. Maybe in London, maybe it's a, maybe it's a it's a it's a double decker route master um, for bus fans out there. And weirdly, Harry Telfer's actually back at his flat. So he gets back to his flat house. And Harry Telfer, the ex-manager, is actually sitting in his front room, which he doesn't seem to think is a bit weird. Um, it's just maybe he had a spare key or something, I don't know. He goes in there. Harry seems quite relaxed about the fact he's got a sack. And kind of, all, they switch on the TV and they see actually Danefield lost 5-0 at home. So first game of the season, they lost 5-0 at home. And the crowd are going, 
mental. They're going Bobby Crane out. I mean, to be, you know, Dexter back in, Dexter back in, Telford back in. Now, it's only one game. It's five nil at home. It's not great, but you know, to invade the pitch and to shout Bobby Crane out maybe is a bit strong. But anyway, that's what he wanted to do. Um, he gets interviewed after the game. Bobby Crane. He says, "Oh, look, the doors are always open to Dexter if he wants to come back." Um, Telford then talks to Dexter and says, "Look." You should go back. You know, you love the club. So Johnny goes back and he says, okay, to Bobby Crane, I'll, I'll play. But Bobby Crane says, no, you're going to be suspended. Um, so next game, Johnny's watching it. He's, he's, on, he's watching the game from the bench. He looks up and he sees that Bobby Crane's actually in the box. He didn't like that because he's, you know, the manager's paces on the bench. Um, Danefield, they're playing Barnton. Um, they, go, they go a goal down. Um, then they go another goal down. It's not looking good at all. Um, Live video printer. Bloody hell, this is exciting. I know. They it go is. Like, hell down. This is live. This is this is this is live. I know. Um, Simo then, can't keep up with typing out the words and the scores for you. <laughs> then they come. They come back. So Danfield managed to get a point at the end of the game. Um, so it's it's two all. Um, but Johnny says, at least you got a point. That's good. I'll be back next next game. But Bobby Crane says, no, you're not coming back. I'm in charge. So, you know, still not getting on Bobby Crane and Dexter. Um, comes to Monday. Johnny's going to go into the ground. He's got a flat tyre on his car. Can't believe it. Gets the spare out. That's flat as well. This is not looking good. He's going to be late for training. He turns up late. Bobby Crane's not happy at all. So he's saying, look, this is this is this is this is not good enough. You know, I expected you to be on time. Johnny Dexter, as Johnny Dexter was one, you know, he was the anti-Roy, really. He he just lost his temper really quickly. He actually he frog marches Bobby Crane, he gets his arm up his back, and he frog marches him into a taxi and drives back to his house and shows him that he had a flat tire and he had a, a his flat and his spare tire was flat as well. So Bobby Crane's like kind of apologizes, but you know, that's it. They're still at loggerheads. Next game, Johnny's picked, but he takes the captaincy away. Um, so he's not happy about that. But anyway, the game starts. Johnny's kind of charging away and he's he's playing well and he's going through the center of midfield and players are bouncing off him like typical Johnny Dexter, really. Um, and he's he's going through on goal, he smashes the ball, it just goes over the bar. And the director turns to Bobby Crane and goes, oh, you know, we really miss Johnny. But he's going, oh, no, he's been a bit selfish there, Dexter. Um, so things things are really kind of working out between them. Um, second half starts and Johnny goes in for a challenge and the ball ricochets off his foot and it smacks Bobby Crane right in the face in the director's box. And Johnny's looks at it, he's going, oh my God, I can't believe that. He'll never believe it was an accident. So, you know, what's what's Bobby Crane gonna gonna do now? So um he's not happy and he says he did that, he did it on purpose. But so at the end of the match, he storms out, Bobby Crane storms out, Johnny Dexter storms out, both get in their cars in the car park, they both drive at, at speed, and there's a crash. So there's no steward in the car park. I don't know where health and safety was. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a problem. I mean, how fast are you going in a car park? I don't know. I mean, lucky to even get in a car park nowadays. I mean, parking around grounds is terrible, isn't it, really? I mean, let's talk Blimey, about that. No, 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 it's not going for a tangent. Sorry. 
I mean, yeah, Exeter, they don't even have electricity yet. Ex what, Excretia? Excretia uh, City, sorry. Yes, sorry, sorry. As they were commonly known. Um, apologies to our Exeter fans here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so, I do love you, really. So they're, they're both in hospital now. So Bobby Crane and Johnny Dexter are both in hospital. So um, was, was, was Crane unable to get up? <laughs> All right, bye. It kind of works. It kind of works. <laughs> I don't know. Simo, does that work? Crane couldn't get up, maybe? No, hoisted Crane... up. Maybe Crane was hoisted up. don't know. No, no. I, I was being biblical. Crane, Crane and Abel. Oh, okay. oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're known for being a religious podcast, aren't we? Yeah, yeah that, that went straight over the red, that one, didn't it? Jesus Christ. Christ almighty, yeah, yeah okay. Well, he was in there, yeah. A bit later. <laughs> oh, right. Don't crucify me. Blimey. Oh, dear. Crucifixion. Um, that, 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 well, that, that killed everything, didn't it? <laughs> They're both in hospital. Not Jesus <laughs> and <laughs> Judas Iscariot. This is, it's come back to the hard man. Um, Bobby Crane and Johnny Dex. It's like a scene from. Do you remember that program? Only when I laugh. Do you remember oh, that? I love like that. A... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the H A P P Y. That's it. Yeah, yeah. James Bolam and Peter and Bowles. Vic... Peter Bowles. Peter Bowles. And and, Vic... and, uh, and what's and... Yes, him. Richard... I can't his name. Richard Wilson. That's him. Yeah. Go on, oh, come on, please. Oh. Can you do it again? I don't think we picked that up. Can you just do your Richard Wilson again? No. Okay. I don't Good. believe it. But everybody can do that, though, can't they? That's not even. Anyway. All right. So, all right. All right. I won't do any more bloody impressions back, then. Back to well, you know we we all know that's a lie. Back to the story. So you have got Johnny and Bobby are both <laughs> in hospital. Now they decide. So the co the coach Bert Bridges, who's the club trainer. Says, look, you're both in. You're both here together. Why don't you kind of club together and you know, Danefield is struggling. Why don't you club together and come up with a plan? So they go, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Nice one, Bert. Well done. Um, so whilst they're in hospital, they put together this great big dossier on the next opponents. Now thinking about this is 1977. Dossiers were kind of a bit quite topical, wasn't it? Popular because Don Revy, he famously did this as an England manager, didn't he? he kind of did dossiers on teams, didn't he? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Okay. You I know, it tended to really come in with the likes of Allardyce and Mourinho and stuff, didn't it? But I'm sure there were others before that that did it. Yeah, I think Revy did that. I can remember Keegan saying about it. And um, so anyway, they do put this dossier together. Love it. Love it. Yeah, yeah love he it. would love it. Um, so before the game, they're, they're flicking through this dossier. Everyone's got pieces of paper and stuff like that. And you can kind of tell what's going to happen. So the game starts... And, you know, one of the forwards comes towards the defender and he's going, let me think. Now, page six of the dossier said, oh, he always broke to his left. Or page seven said this. You know, they're confused because they're thinking about his dossier. So it's not looking good. Um, so the team are running rings around Danefield and they go 2 nil up. And they kind of decided, actually, you know what, this dossier just isn't working at all. Um, so they scrap that. Um, then... What happens is an injury. Their, their keeper, um, Caton, Caton's the team. But they they lose their keeper. They bring on a sub, so they're a man down. And the crowd just think, oh, this is a great excuse. You know, Danefield will get back into this. They're two 0 down, but they're playing against 10, 10 men. 
and they haven't got a proper keeper. So Danefield quickly equalised and it's two all. But what ends, ends up at the end of the game is they lose 3-2. Um, and it's like, you know, they're going to the, the dressing room and they're dejected. And Bobby Crane goes, we'll have a proper talk about this on Monday. Right now, I just want to see you in my office, Johnny, as soon as you changed. And Johnny's going, what? What's that about? And he's going, I wonder what I've done now. And uh, he goes in there and, and Bobby Crane goes to him, I want to tell you about what the situation is. The club has had an offer for you from Real Gran Parla, the top Spanish club. They've bid £600,000 for you. And, and Johnny's gone, well, what? And, like, you know, Bobby Crane said, to a hard-up club like Danielfield, like that's a fortune. That. Sounded just like him. You sounded just like him then. What? Did I? What, yeah. What, that's my best impression of In the, in the Johnny, Johnny Dexter, Dexter. audio book. Yeah, I've I've been working on that for years. Um, so yeah, six hundred thousand pounds, a massive amount of money back in nineteen seventy-seven. That's the famous. I'm just putting it up on the screen. This is the famous um, cover artwork, which which we've recently confirmed was actually drawn by friend of the show, David friend Skew, of the show. Um, which is unusual because obviously he wasn't the artist for the actual comic strip. Um, but he did maybe there's a bit more money in the cover so he thought I'd do that you know no enough friend David um, evening so, David yeah. hi David love you um, so, th <laughs> so that was so that was um, <laughs> so he can't believe it 600,000 pounds and then then what happens then is is a series of you know he, he's really torn about this because he loves Danefield but he's thinking well wow what should I do in here don't get on with Bobby Crane he then flies over to Spain and he's met at the um, airport by the chairman of Rio Grandpala. And when, when, you see, when you see this in the actual um, comic, you see he gets picked up in his stretched limo. He gets taken to the ground and the ground just looks incredible. It's got like pillars. It's like, some, like, like, the, like the Parthenon. You know, it's like this great marble edifice. And you go in the ground and it's... And it's like it's like the, the new camp, but bearing in mind in 1977, you know, how Space Age that looked. And he said, Oh yeah, we have 30,000 all seater. You know, I think in 1977, oh. nobody was all seater, were they? You know, no. it's 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 incredible. And they didn't even have seats. No, well, not when we all played, and no, not after. Um, <laughs> so we we he watches a game and he sees that Real Grandpala are a really good team, but what they're missing is him as a kind of centre midfielder, you know, you get stuck in and tough tackler, that kind of thing. And, yeah, they're skillful, but they let goals in. So you can see he's, he's really needed. Um, he meets the captain um, and the captain says, I'm only sorry that you're unable to meet our manager who is away on our scouting mission. So you can't meet the manager. Who is the manager? Well, we know who the manager is, but no, I'm, I'm just trying to pretend here. A bit of suspense. Um, so the chairman goes, but you've got a week to make up your decision, you know, make up your mind. And so he's, he's kind of, so he's, 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 he's really not quite sure what to do. So he goes back, he flies back to Danefield. There's people meeting him at the, you know, lots of fans meeting him at the airport. Don't go, Johnny. You know, we want you to stay. Um, he goes to the ground. Johnny, we're sorry. Won't you Thank come you. on home? We're worried. That's, that's a real gift. Thank you, girl. <laughs> yeah, it was a very fine effort, that. <laughs> and so he's at, he's at the ground and he's he's still a bit undecided to be fair but then the press run over and go oh Johnny what's this what's this you know the press run him over 
I don't know. He's not going to go back into hospital. We've already done oh, the okay. hospital scene. Um, and they're going, you've been dropped. And he's like, what? And so he rushes into Bobby Crane. He goes, what, I've been dropped? And yeah, he goes, yeah, you've been dropped. And so that's it. Johnny storms out. He goes, that's it. From now on, consider me a real grandpa player. So Bobby Crane's happy about that, really. Um, Johnny, Johnny then watches, starts watching the next Danefield game, but he, he, he doesn't stay to the end of the game. He, st- he walks out, gets on the plane. Now, the plane's delayed by an hour. Um, just behind schedule, so he's you know he's slightly late already. He gets met at the airport by the the captain of Real Grandpala, who whisks him away and says, "Oh, yeah." I and Johnny goes, "I haven't met the manager yet," and and the captain, um, Gerd Hilgard, um, he says, Bisco- "Victor Boscovich is a most incredible man, as you will quickly find out. But he is a brilliant soccer coach. He has a big thing about punctuality. We must explain why you are an hour late." Anyway, they turn up at the training pitch. Victor, the first drawing of Victor in Roy of the Rovers, he's got his, his back to Johnny and Gerd with his hands clasped. He's talking to the players and, he's, and he spins around. And the first words he says, what time do you call this, Dexter? To be late is an insult. I am insulted. I should be doing my Hungarian accent. Go, what's a Hungarian accent like? <laughs> okay, I don't think we're going to be able to show you that. Um, I, despair. <laughs> I am insulted. I despair for your future. You disappoint me a million times over. You are a worthless idiot. The bloody hell is that? It's a bit Italian, aren't I? This is that's the best I can do. Hey, I didn't go to the school of hey, impersonations like hey, you did. What are you hey, talking about? What's the matter, you? Hey. You gotta know so, respect. Just defended half the world. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so Victor carries on. You want another minute? You are already sixty minutes late. You will tell me it is the aircraft's fault. Excuses I do not want. I am a broken man. Then he clasps hold of him and he grabs him and he hugs him and he goes, But I will recover. You are <laughs> welcome, my British soccer star. You are the final link in my team of champions. And Johnny's just thinking, what is what is happening here? Um, and he's, he's, he's going, is he always like that? And Gerd goes, yes, always. He blows hot and cold continuously. But he's a great man. Take no notice of his words. His heart is in the right place. He is a genius. Anyway, Johnny signs. And he, there's another hug from Victor. There's a team shot of Johnny in the team. He meets all the team. He starts training. Um, Victor then is running behind him and then running behind the team and then <laughs> shoots past them. Um, and then they just then they move into his his debut, um, and and I'll and I'll stop here. But this is this is going just before he goes out on the pitch. Um, Johnny's feeling a bit nervous, so he's in the dressing room. He says, "I'm more nervous than when I played in the cup final." And Victor goes up to him, "You miserable nothing! You will not have nerves. Pull yourself together, or I will turn you into a corner flag and stick you in the ground. The money I pay you demands you never have nerves. I will not allow it." And he's, Johnny's probably thinking, oh, my God, what's happened? And this, as he walks down to the pitch, he goes, well, this is it. Now I've got to prove that I'm worth every penny of that £600,000 fee. If I don't, I could be heading back to Britain on the next plane. And that's it. Johnny has, has joined Real Grandpala. He's met Victor. We know the, their 
well, the association goes on for, what, this is 77 for another eight years. Um, plus Indexter's dozen as well, but I mean, you know, so um, and, that's and the start of a beautiful twin. relationship. Pardon? And uh, Victor Bos Boscovich goes into the Terrible Twins as well. As he, well he, as does, he does. I think you're going to cover on that later, yeah. But that's I that's know. the origin of the story. I do have two questions. Mm -hmm. Firstly, how old was Johnny then at that point when he went to Grandpala? How old was he? Yeah. That's a good question. I probably He's probably... The way they portray because he's he's, a, he's an England international. I mean, you don't you never find out their age, obviously. No. But he's England international. Um, it, it seems like he's got Probably to be at least mid twenties. Yeah, so I was going to say about twenty five. Yeah, yeah twenty five, twenty six, that sort of thing. Um, what do you reckon, Simo? Well, do we never at any point, even when he joins Rovers, do, we, do they never get any hint as to how old he is? Do they never say, you know, he's a, a, approaching veteran stage or anything like that? Probably then, but I can't yeah, remember. Interesting. I mean, that would have been yeah. summer of 86. 86, so, so we can say he was probably around about 30 then, wasn't he? But we know, obviously, yeah, cartoons are dog years, aren't they? they you know, they, yeah. Yeah. they go on forever, so... There, 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 there is a dog years, yeah. <laughs> 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 there <laughs> is... <laughs> She's back. Uh, uh, let me quiet. Uh, but there is another sort of thing we can age him with. Just correct me if I'm wrong, you guys. Uh, he was manager Dexter in the match of the day strips, wasn't he? Of uh, it was, a, it was a, he was of another team. You would get you would about forty five or fifty by then, I reckon. What what what, what did you say, Simon? Was it Burnside? No, that was Dexter's dozen. Was it right? Yeah, but. He was later, you're right, Go. he was later a manager of another team. But, I mean, like you say, it's it's interesting trying to work it out, but you're right, similar to your point, it's it's almost pointless because obviously Roy was something like 80-odd, weren't he? Um, when he, yeah. Yeah. When he retired. Even, even with Champ, I mean, how long did Hedgehog and Terry Evans go on for? It's, you know what I mean? It's... Yeah, there's a much more grounded story base, you know, a more realistic approach. But even they mm. took liberties with it, you know, yeah. years but, past. So, it's... well, don't forget, listeners, you can get in touch via our socials, which Matt uh, and Simo and I will give you later. What do you think? How old was Johnny when he signed for Grandpala? We say about 25. How old was he when he was manager of whoever he was manager of? Please inform us because we can't remember in the match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can get in touch with us with answers. We're interactive here, you see. Even the dog was excited. It's amazing. But no, that was a really good... I, I don't know if you finished, but that was a really good section, man. Well, I've stopped talking. So, yeah. yeah. I have no more. I mean, I just... very just... little recollection of reading any of Hardman because I think the only time I ever came across it was my cousin used to get the, like the annuals in that early eighties? Oh yeah. And all I ever remember is them two arguing. That's that's kind of my only memory of the story. Is is and Victor jumping up and down on the spot in anger. To be fair, that is that is the story, really, Simo. Um, <laughs> ad finitum. Um, but yeah, I mean, he. I mean, just following on from that. I mean, actually, that season, I think they won the Cup Winners' Cup, Real Grandpala. And then after that, then they went, they both went to Danefield. 
So they they they, they carried yeah. Then they went into, they both ended up at Danefield the season after. But yeah, wow. so that's... one season wonder in Spain then. One season wonder, yeah. It's a shame really. I can remember at the time being really excited that he'd moved overseas because you know I think you know seventy seven. What Keegan had just moved over to Hamburg, I think, or was in yeah, process Hamburg. over to Hamburg. Pardon? Hamburger. Hamburger, yes. What you, said, and... you said he went, he moved to Hamburger, I think. That's what you said. <laughs> so it was, it, it was, it was quite exciting for a player to move over. But yeah, I, I think it would have been nice if he stayed over a bit longer. But um, yeah. clearly they decided uh, not to. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a massive story. I mean, it's famously it was the only other story that actually got on the um, annual cover, didn't it? I, I think thought, it was yeah. on the, um, the 1981 Royal Rovers annual. Um, and, and just before we move on from the, um, you know, sort of the hard man, I've touched upon this, or we have in a previous podcast, the, the, the most terrifying part of the storyline for me of the hard man was when they had a fire at, at the ground, major fire at the ground. And, mm. and uh, obviously the ground was fit for purpose with some parts being shut off for the next game. And during the next game, the floodlight started to collapse because it had been weakened by the fire. And there's this massive, I, I think, one-page shot. I'm sure, Simo, um, I don't know um, if you've come across that. You know, I know you said you haven't read too much of The Hard Man, but it is quite famous. And there's this full-page shot in, in black and white of the, 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 the floodlight collapsing down. And you're the point of view and the players are next to you and it's collapsing down on you. No one was killed, though. Thankfully, yeah. But yeah, good. Yeah, that's sometimes it. it, was quite, it was quite adult, wasn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was. Yeah, Different. I always got the impression that it was a bit like the um, the Hot Shot and and Mouse kind of. It was more like a comic relief story, but no, clearly there were some very serious moments thrown in as well. Yeah, you're definitely right, Simo. I mean. I think Barry said actually. I think when he said before that, because of the way that Doug Maxted, Maxted sorry, um, drew him or drew the characters, they it became more comedic, comedic rather comedic, comedic. It's easy, um, easy for me to say, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, some some of the I can remember the, like the artwork obviously really well. well. I've got it in front of me. Um, and some of the things, yeah, often the ball it, it, when they kick the ball, it, it used to be look as if they'd been toe poked. You know, and things like um, when they head the ball, they'd head the ball with the top of their head sometimes diving sideways. You know, it, it wasn't the most realistic artwork, I think it's fair to say. I mean, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. What, but, I, what um, I love about that, listeners, is that obviously you can't see this. Um, well, obviously we can because we're sat next to each other. But on the screen, yeah. in our own homes, Matt actually acted out that heading of the ball from the top of his head. Amazing. Well, That's why I call commitment. No one can well, see what you're bloody doing apart from us. But I acted out the whole of the Johnny versus Victor story, didn't I? Oh, with geez. with interpretive mime. That's what I was doing. Didn't you see that, guys? Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting. I've got props here, everything. That's why, we're... <laughs> That's why we're seven hours into the episode, for the love of God. <laughs> Thank right, you. Come for on, that. let's move on. Move on, move on. No, that was really interesting. More from Johnny later. Uh, well, goal, but Johnny, you get me. 
So, it's time for... It's time for the Master Champ it's Challenge. Have we, have we got a, have we got a we theme tune? Of course we have, but unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, budget constraints mean we can't have Craftwork in this week in the studio doing the yeah, theme who tune. Who have we got instead? What, well, what band have we got this week? Let's find out, shall we? Hang on, hang on. I just go and let him in. Who is Hello, it? Hello, lads. It's only bloody level forty-two. Oh. Are you ready to play? Hello. Okay. Are you ready to play our master champ theme tune then? Level forty-two. They're not in. Okay, here we go. Ready? <laughs> Looking back, it's so bizarre. It's the Master Champ Challenge. Well, well, thanks. thanks Is that all we could afford? Is that how bad the budget's got? Five seconds. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I mean, that's not good. Listen, I know the listeners right now are going, oh, Christ's sake. Because I can see your faces. <laughs> you can see my face. Well, yeah, you sat next to me, you burk. Already, I'm looking forward to. The band that does the theme tune for the next Master Champ Challenge. I'm not worried. I'm not looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking forward to the band. But, but who Hang can on. we afford after that? I mean, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel well, now. Craft work to level 42. Who do you think it can be next? I don't know. I don't know. It could be dismissed or something. There is a Master Champ Challenge. <laughs> All right. Okay. That, that, no, that's enough. That joke, that, joke, that joke isn't funny anymore, girl. <laughs> that sounds like a song title from the Smiths. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. What? I said that's exactly their type of thing, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's time for the Master Champ Challenge. Uh, over to Simo. Simo. <laughs> uh, don't spoil it for anyone, but who's it for and what's it about? Right. I'll, I'll try not to give it away because I know it's not been mentioned already, has it? Um, no. it, it, it is our glorious leader. Wow. The one and only goal. This oh, week who's, uh, Gullible goal. Gullible goal. Yeah, that's what we'll have to call you now. Oh, do you have to? We're going to put you to the test on uh, Twin Peaks, which I have very little knowledge of, but thankfully Matt has done the questions. So if they're too hard, you know who to blame. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm not. I'm terrified of this. I will just Ooh. give it a bit of a bit of uh, a bit of spiel before we start. You know, this is like 35 years ago. It changed television. It's really difficult to explain now with how television is. You know, you, you it, it, it it was like the, it was a filmatic. Uh, it was a film as a television series. It just was so different, and it inspired. The X-Files, Northern Exposure, and you can trace it all the way through to stuff that you see today. It was, you know, David Lynch, top filmmaker, making a television series, and wow. And it still stays with me today. And I re-watch it once every 18 months. But carry on. So you, you've built it up now. You're putting pressure on yourself. Totally unnecessary. You'll, you'll be absolutely fine. And just to make it a little bit easier for you... Matt has given you and given you multiple choice. So how well, is that? Well, I tell you, I tell you what, yeah, I wouldn't have been that kind. No, no, no. I tell you what, because I, I want to prove myself to myself that oh. I am a fan. I'll take the question first, and if I can't answer it, yes, I'll then good idea. I'll have I'll right. have the four okay, choices. Yeah. So yeah, don't give going. me the four until I say, oh, jeez, he's going. With, he's going with no net. 
He's going for it, isn't he? He's taking the stabilizers off and everything. <laughs> right, let's crack on then. Are you ready, Goal? No, not at all. Right, good. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Number one. FBI Special Agent Dale Cooper enters the town of Twin Peaks in the pilot episode. What is the first word spoken on screen by Kyle MacLachlan as Special Agent Dale Cooper? Diane. That was a very quick answer. Is that right? Are you happy with that? Yes. Unfortunately, that's wrong. Oh, no. Oh, it's going wrong. What, what, okay, what are the four options? No. It's Diane, Ive, or Sheriff. Oh, he's right. It's right, it's right, Simone. Hey. Have I wound him up enough yet? Oh, oh, right. you wind him? oh for Christ's sake. I'm going home now. I'm leaving the studio. <laughs> yeah, you got it I'm... right, mate. No, no, Good no. Start. I'm going. I'm going. Listen to me slam the door. Oh, sorry, level 42. I didn't mean to bang you there. Sorry. Sorry, Mark. Right. Yeah. Are you ready? Number two. No, Brilliant. no, I'm not. Like got rid of the nerves now. See, by, by, see, now you've got the nervous energy out. You'll be, you'll be all right yeah. now. I was gutted then. I was absolutely gutted. It's like, what? Well, you had me worried as well because I thought I'd sent in the wrong answers. I was checking. No, no, no. It was just a psychological ploy to get to let him. I know, love it. Just play get, with get him. Get the pressure off by thinking he'd already got one wrong. Toy with him. Here we go. Number two. Which letter is not discovered during the pilot episode or the television series? Oh, okay. Um, so it's spelling out Robert, which is Bob. We should have some incidental music playing, shouldn't we? Boom, boom. So, Robert, uh, living uh, it up, living it up. I can't be there. <laughs> so, level 42 are still playing in the background. They are, aren't they? They're, they're getting their money's worth. Uh, we'll probably have to go off air in a minute because we can't afford it. Robert, so R is. Ooh, we're struggling. Is... Uh, Do you want to come back to so... Yeah, because I'll ask. I, I want you to re ask the question again because it's like slightly confusing. Go on, I'll come right. back to that number three. Right, you want to go to number three? Okay, right, okay. How does Agent Cooper discover Sheriff Harry S. Truman is in love with Josie Packard? Uh, Do you want the multiple okay. choice? Yes, please. Is I think I know the answer. Go on, love yeah. Letter. Harry tells him, or Josie tells him? Body language. It certainly is. Well done. That's what I thought, but I wanted to be safe. You got me nervous after the first one. <laughs> Number four. Great. After the square dance, maybe we could all take a hayride. Which character says this? Oh, Jesus. Four options. Not Jesus. Jesus. No, I'm not pretty Jesus. sure he wasn't in it. Jesus, good questions. Four options, please. You've got Agent Albert Rosenfeld. You've got Shelley Johnson, Annie Blackburn, or Deputy Andy Brennan. It's got to be... Um... Just say the sentence again. 
great after a square after the square dance maybe we could all take a hayride yeah it's got to be the the piss take uh of the backwards place of twin peaks that it is it's got to be albert rosenfeld it certainly is well done thanks number five in the emmy award nominated episode zen or the skills to catch a killer Special Agent Cooper utilises a deductive technique involving a bucket of rocks, a bottle, Tibet, Tibet. mitts, a chalkboard, yeah. and Tibet. Ah, I thought that was going to be the answer. Yeah, go on. Now, how far does Cooper stand from the bottle? Would you like the options? Yeah, I think I know, but go on. Ten yards... 33 feet, 4 inches, 100 feet, or 60 feet, 6 inches. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to get this wrong. 60 feet, 6 inches. Wrong. You're, You're lying. Get it wrong. You got it right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away by doing the thumbs up then in my ear in the studio. <laughs> a thumb up in your ear? Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in your ear. Not your ear. I got to say, Matt, these are good questions. Right, number six. It's just internet. Which, which of these quotes is not spoken by the log lady? The fish aren't running. The owls won't see us in here. Where are my drape runners? Or shut your eyes and you'll burst into flames. So it's a quote that wasn't mentioned by the log lady. So all of the others are, where are my drape runners was Nadine. So that's the answer. Where are my drape runners? Very good. See, you're nailing this, no problem, aren't you? You're flying Thank through you. it. Brilliant. Thanks. Number seven. How does Agent Cooper take his coffee and I won't accept in a cup? Was it black uh, as midnight on a cloudy night? No, black as, black. Black oh, as midnight on a moonless night, I think. But tell me the four. All right. Well, you've heard the first one, haven't you? Black as midnight on a cloudy night. No. Black as midnight on a moonless night, which you've said. Yeah. Black two sugars, or Coop doesn't drink coffee. Black as midnight on a moonless night. Very good. And another one to, bites the dust. You went to give me the options then. I've I, I got to try at least to get it right before I, the options. I was, I was, I was, I forgot. I was getting carried away. Right. And you say, yeah, so you should be, yeah. Uh, number eight. It's Who good. stole Pete Martell's truck? Um... It was, um, I know, and I can't remember, um, uh, Terry Johnson, Leo Johnson. No, 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 it wasn't. It was uh, at, the, at the end, episode 30, and it was, it was, it, it was uh, Wyndham Earl. Is that your final answer? Yes. Very good. Another one. The man is on ah. fire. It's almost Whoa! as if I... This girl is on fire. It's almost as if it's like one of your favourite 
TV series, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's almost like he watches the show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely seen Number it nine. What song is playing on the record player when Maddie tells her aunt and uncle she's leaving for home? Uh, wow. What no, it's person. not wow. It's not wow. No, for Kate Bush. What are the options? Get happy. What a wonderful world. The nightingale or falling. Okay, well, falling is the theme tune, which was only played briefly. What was the first one again? Get happy. No, that was Leland when he was having a breakdown. The second one? What a wonderful world. I don't think that was played in Twin Peaks, but I might be wrong. And the third one? The Nightingale. Which is Julie Cruz, who did the theme, and that is in Twin Peaks episode. So I'm going to go for The Nightingale. Sure? Yeah. Oh, dear. You've got one wrong at last. It was actually What a Wonderful yes. World. I mean, oh, wow. Uh... I didn't know that. Ah, well, yeah, of course, because I got it wrong. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's usually how it works. <laughs> You've been on quizzes before, clearly. <laughs> yeah, he's not an amateur, is he? He's done this before. That is a brilliant question. But, you know, you're doing all right. You've got eight out of nine. That's, that's good going. Still brilliant. Yeah, yeah. All right, number yeah. 10. Special Agent Dale Cooper kills Gene Reno. True or false? Hang on. Jean Renaud, did you say J-E-A-N? Is it Jean, is it? I didn't know if it's a man or a woman. It's Jean Renaud, is it? No, I'm just checking because it'll be relevant to my answer. J-E-A-N. How many okay. people did he kill? Well. Anyone that's spelt Jean or Jean? It was Jacques, Jacques Renaud that he killed. So you're saying it's false? No, hang on a second. Just ask me the question again, because that's Special Agent Dale Cooper kills Jean Renault. True or false? No, Leland killed Jacques Renault. So, so, uh, yeah, true. It is. Well done. Pat took some working out. Well deducted. <laughs> we could hear those cocks. You'd be, you'd be a bit. You'd be a good tax man. <laughs> yeah. Number 11. Which of these animals is seen in Dr. Lidecker's veterinary office? Um, uh, um, oh, um, yeah. well, it's going yeah. for it. It's going for it. And it was un unscripted because it actually stopped in between. Uh, um, yeah, we're not interested. Just to give us the answer. Okay. Uh, it's um, got. Um, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, it's an alpaca. What's the four? Ostrich? No. Goat? No. Llama? Yeah. Peacock? Llama. Llama. That's what I meant. Was its first name Delai? Uh, no, he played for um, England, I think. Delai Alai. What? Yeah, you're right. Thank you. 10 out of 11, right? Number 12. Well, I've got 9 out of 10, haven't I? Because I've still got... Oh, yeah, you've got to back to two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In which city... Oh, Jesus. Caroline Earl die? Oh, bloody hell. Someone that wasn't on the screen for more than 
half a millisecond. What are the options? Oh. Yeah, but you've I watched think... it like 300 times. Yeah, go on. What are the, what are the options? Who? Missoula. Yeah, I was confused by that. I've never heard of that either, but don't worry about it. Um, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, or Deer Meadow? Deer Meadow is where the fire walk with me. Uh, just give me the four again. Sorry. Missoula, M-I-S-S-O-U-L-A. Yeah. I don't know if I'm even saying that right. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, or Deer Meadow? I think I'm going to get it wrong. The sink, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're wrong. You got it right. <laughs> wow. It's quite... Did, did Even I... your guesses are, pulling, are coming off. You, you're inspired. Thank you. Right, let's go back to number two. Oh, God. Which letter is not discovered during the pilot or the television series? Do you want the options? Yeah, but I'm confused before I get the options because the letter under the nails is supposed to spell out Robert and in Bob. Right. And only two or three of the letters are shown. Right. So then if we give you the four options. Oh, I see. You're uh, going to give me options and, and I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Carry you, on. If you can remember the three that were, you'll know the one that wasn't, won't you? OK. Right. Are you ready? T. No. O. R. B. O. Well, what's happened? <laughs> o. You're going for O. Yes. <laughs> It, according to this, it says the answer's A. Oh, very funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's T. Um, unfortunately, you got that one wrong. Is it? Yeah. Tell you where... We... Oh, no, I'm going to have to do my research now. Oh, I don't even remember. That's not O. We said it's not O. Yeah, we've already said that, yeah. Oh, God. Honestly. No, hang on. I'm getting confused. Well, it is confusing because the options are T, O, R, B, and then underneath it says correct answer A. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so did I get that right or wrong? I can't remember now. No, you got it wrong. No, you got it wrong. No, the answer's T. T. Yeah. Okay. Right, so that's 10 out of 12. Just... That's very good. Very, so all very of good. The other, all of the others were in the show. You were worried worried about... Well, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Oh. Maybe right, you need to watch the show. You, just, just because you're special, we're going to give you a bonus question. No way. Yeah. It's a bonus question. No, the sun goes down. Did you manage to stop them before they left the building? <laughs> I did actually. They only got down to level two. So <laughs> when you went downstairs, were you running in the family? Oh, very good. I tell you what, it's over now. <laughs> Very good. Are you ready? Are you ready? Going to brace yourself for this special bonus question. You okay. need to get your thinking cap on for this one. Now, don't rush the answer. One. Think about it. All right. We want you to make an error in front of the public, would we? So, really think about this one. Okay. 
In which mountain range do you find the Matterhorn? <laughs> you absolute assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the correct answer. Okay, well, there's no context for the listener. No, so no I it's say, fine. I say... No, it's just an no, 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 I'm going to give an answer, which I'll be technically correct because I gave the wrong answer when I did it. Spanish. Yep. What a pisser. <laughs> Very well done, good. That was really good. I knew, that there was, I knew that there was something bubbling up then because you were like, you know, I could sense it. Matt sat next to me, shuffling in his seat. The dog's ears pricked up. Even David Skew stopped talking to himself. Something was Mark amiss. That's something dropped his face. He, he, he was being quiet because he, he knew he, he knew what was coming. I know. Fantastic. Whoa. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Well, well, done, well done. 10 out of 12. Fantastic. 10 out of 12. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. I'm happy with you that. You redeemed yourself. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matt, for the questions. They They'll were very, very good. They were, they were great questions, Matt. Well done, and uh, thanks for uh, doing that, Simo. No problem. Right there. Is it my section or... Hang on. Let's have a look at the running. Uh, if you don't mind, can I just drop around slightly? Yep. Can we uh, do next, if you don't mind? And then I'll do my section after that. So this section Absolutely. is just briefly... The three of us are here. What was that? Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, the three of us are here. We've been meaning to do this since the start of the season, but we've just had too much content. And the other two, when they're back, they'll do it when they're back. So uh, I'll go last. I'll leave it for you two guys to go first. So let's talk about briefly um, our teams, how they're getting on and how we foresee this season. Demo. Do you want to go first, Matt? Yeah, shall I? Yeah, okay. Yeah, if so, you want to start with today as well, actually, because I've I've not even I have no idea how you got on today, so that would be a good place to start. Oh god, do I really? I oh, okay. well then. I was just going to focus on the first game of the season, really. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, Mill. We we, well, we played today, so we're recording this on Sunday, seventeenth. <laughs> um, we lost three 0 at home today. I went to Ooh, Leeds. Ouch. Yeah, although it wasn't really. I don't think they were three 0 better than us. Um, we, we, we didn't play that badly, to be honest, but, you know, the golfing class was there um, and uh, we didn't take our chances and they did, you know, and they, they fully deserved their victory, really. So, yeah, we started the season. It, it's been an average start, though we're probably below average now. Just looking at the table, we're 18th out of 24. Obviously, you know, not not big gaps between the top six. We're only, we're, we're three, we're four points off sixth place. But, yes. you know, um, and we're yeah, and we're five points off of the bottom three. So you know, it's it's it, where do I where do where do I think we're going to end up? I don't know. There's been a lot of chatter about the manager. I think he's bought well, um, but it's just trying to kind of blend that the, the new players in really. Um, I think we'll probably end up mid table. We've had, we've been doing really well the last few years. Like we only missed the playoffs the last game of the season last year. So well, you had a bit of a collapse last season, didn't you? Right at the end, it kind of yeah. had a bit of a wobble just at the wrong time. Yeah, but like so, make it. well, yeah, but it would have been undeserved really because we were wobbling 
probably from like March onwards, really. And it's only because other teams weren't winning as well that we we actually had a chance in the last game of the season. The last game of the season, we were three one up against Blackburn. Say, if um, you'd have won that one, you'd have made it, wouldn't you? We would have made it to the playoffs. Um, but then you look at you see. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to go out, but you see what's happened to Luton, or what could be happening to Luton. Um, is that is that good? Is that enjoyable? I don't know. You know, I've had this conversation before. Maybe you know, you two guys um, talking about your teams. It will kind of add to the conversation. Is what do you want when you go and watch your team play football? Do you want them to be in the the the, the top league, or do you just want to see them win? You want to see them doing well. You know, how much enjoyment do I get from Millwall winning in League Two to them winning at the top of the championship, you know, or losing the top of the championship? I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's, um, so it's it um, priority is, doesn't it, really? It is how really, but to win. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's what's important for the club as well, you know. So everybody wants, you know, the millions you get from going to the um, Premier League, obviously, you know, they're so attractive. But anyway. Would you not be willing to take a season in the Premier League just so that you can actually see well, these that's... players in the flesh, you know, and hope that the club, even if they came back down, didn't like throw the money away, so they actually put the club in a stronger position for yeah. long term? Would, would yeah. that not a compromise you'd be willing to take, even if it meant, you know, them having a a losing season because you know it's kind of protected the club's future and you've got to see players on, you know, that you maybe wouldn't have seen in the flesh otherwise. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think the, the support is split. So I think the younger fans who never saw, you know, I, I was lucky enough to see him when we were in the first division for a couple of years. Um, but, you know, I think the younger fans are probably, we do want to kind of have that glamour of seeing players. In, I'm not bothered about seeing players in the flesh. doesn't bother me. I'm, no. you know, I'm barely bothered about the Premier League really anyway. I do watch it, but I'm not that bothered about it. But you're right. The, the money. I think the older fans have kind of realised that for us to be any club to be sustainable, you know, you need money. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I would be prepared to have a season of us being relegated by Christmas for us to have 110, 20 million pounds in the yeah. bank, and you know, to protect our future for the next yeah. 10, 20 years. They don't do the silly thing and, and like double the wages, and then you you know better yeah. than when you today. Yeah. It's got to be done the right way. I mean, some clubs have done it, haven't they? Like your Burnleys and people like that that have been very careful how they've done it and done it the right way. And then you've had others go in, blow the money, and, and they've gone back down and they've just disappeared out of sight, haven't they? Yeah, so that's that's exactly you're exactly right. That's what we'd want. So, yeah. But this year, I think, because it's a particularly strong year this year, you know, the clubs that come down, Southampton, Leicester, um, Leeds, who we played today, you know, they're good teams. And, you know, I think they'll, they'll do well this year. So I think, so I don't think we'll make the playoffs. That, that Millwall are not looking as good as last year, or is it just that you think the opposition's better? Have you, have you sensed any difference in, in Millwall's level of play? Yeah, well, we, we haven't, we haven't gelled yet. Um, we've, we've bought, we've got a stronger squad. Um, we didn't start off, we started similarly last season. We've got a stronger squad. I just don't think the, the the first team is as good as it perhaps was, but only slightly, that's all. So they need to gel. Um, we're playing a slightly different formation. So it just takes time. But, you know, it's like in football, you don't get a lot of time, really. You know, we lost today 3-0 to Leeds. That's, you know, the manager didn't get didn't get a lot of stick today at the ground. But we've got Rotherham at home home, ugh, home on Wednesday. You know, if we, if we lose to Rotherham, then, then it, then it could get quite toxic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
plus obviously yeah. not only have you got three very strong teams that came down I mean long term you know big big clubs by championship standards you've also got to look at last season you had the likes of Norwich Watford West Brom who all vast you know badly underperformed if they're all back to something closer to their more recognised level then you could find yourself quite a bit further down the table really without having done anything wrong it's just other teams have you know, up the, up the game, haven't they? Yeah, and, and, you, and you're always going to get surprise teams come through, like Sunderland have started well. You know, obviously big club Sunderland. Um, Ipswich has started phenomenally well. Um, they're quite a big club as well, you know. So it's, you know, these are these are all clubs that you could easily say that's going to be the top six to ten, you know, yeah. uh, clubs really. So that's why I'd take tenth now. I mean, you have, you have um, kind of been punching above your weight in terms of, you know, relative club size for... Well, ever since you got back into the into the championship, haven't you? Really, we have. I've, I would take you a year. At any point, looked like you were going back down. No, we've never we've never struggled, which is which is unusual for us. We always we we were yo-yo club between the second and third, um, you know, divisions really leagues, um, but we've never done that for the last five six years. Um, so I'd take us mid table, and then we build on that, and then we go you know playoffs next year. But you know, it could be. Could have a new manager in three weeks' time. That's the way football goes, isn't it? Really, he's been there now for four four years, so that's quite a long time. Um, and Millwall fans are getting a bit restless. And you know, you know, we're not known for our patience. Um, so do you think it's sorry. false expectations? They've had a couple of good seasons, and now suddenly, what would have been accepted a couple of years ago is no longer good enough. Yeah, it's part of that. It is part of that. There's there's other factors as well, but I think it is that you get used to it, don't you? I think anybody. It's kind of your expectations just, and and it's, and quite right as well because you know sport should be about winning, shouldn't it? And it should be about doing better. That's the whole essence of sport. Um, so to kind of say, well, actually, we're happy just being mid, mid table forever. I mean, nobody really wants that. Oh, no, um, absolutely not. So so yeah. So there's lots of fans that will kind of think, well, you know, we need to improve. We're spending more money. I mean, nowhere near the budgets. You know, like today, Leeds had. Uh, Jorginho Ruta, you know, cost £36 million. You know, it's just... just, And you could tell he's £36 million pounds as well. Um, a Ruta cost that much? A Ruta cost, yeah, it's much more than you get from, like, BT, I you know. With, I'd go with Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Millwall. Let's move on to... Let's, let's, yeah, let's move on to happier stories. Let's, let's, let's talk about... Let's talk about Scunny. Do you want to go um, see me? See yeah, me? I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that and they had a really good pre-season, which you can never quite read too much into it because you don't know how strong the opposition is. Um, but they, they beat a number of teams, football league teams. They've got draws against championship sides. They had a really, really good pre-season. They, they hit the ground running in the league. Um, they've only been beaten once, and that was by Ashton, who... <laughs> at that point Curzon, was it Ashton Curzon Curzon Ashton yeah, or something like that yeah, wasn't it that's right yeah Ashton Kutcher at, at that point obviously when they beat us they, they were second some thought were top so it, it, I didn't really see it as a you know like too much of a no a worry sign because I was clearly thinking well they're obviously going to be one of the you know the teams to watch as well um, the last two games haven't gone quite so well I mean last week Incredibly, our match got called off in stoppage time. Now that 
to me, that is is totally what? and utterly ridiculous. Yeah, there was a, there was a torrential downpour um, during the match. All right. Okay. But the referee decided not to call the match off until stoppage time, which is like wow. you'd think if if you've gone that far, you would just yeah. let the last couple of minutes play out. Which Scunthorpe missed the penalty just before he called it off. Now, whether that played any part in it or not, I have no idea. Um, but I've got to admit, something about it, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but something about it kind of doesn't feel right. I don't like saying it, but something about it doesn't feel right because Scunthorpe were losing the match. They've just missed a penalty. And then wow. just a couple of minutes from the end of the match, the referee abandons the game. Now, if they'd have then, I'm not saying the referee's done anything wrong, but sure, in my eyes, in, in all fairness, I would have just awarded, I would have let the result stand. Yeah, yeah. Who are you, you know, playing? When you've got so that much? far into stoppage time, you've already gone over your 90 minutes, but the, the league have ordered them to replay the whole match. Now, I can understand, we were playing Buxton, and I can understand how f- angry they would be because they've not only had that what looked like a victory taken away from them they've now got they've now then got to remake the trip play again the fans have got to fork out again to come and watch them again i think it's a shocking decision by the league in all honesty well you know what it's, i mean some that decision really was it's a terrible decision and but especially so, buxton I mean, buxton, buxton you know they've usually got a good relationship with water haven't they Buxton, but I mean, well, yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that maybe the league thought they had an unfair, you know, an unfair advantage. Are they playing all their subs? Had too much of a spring in their step. (laughs) What a joke! What a drip drip you are. Yeah, I I thought, um, yeah, I I was actually, I I did think that was an appalling decision by the league, to be fair. That is unbelievable. Yeah, that is. And then obviously, yesterday we got held to a draw by Brackley, which having looked at where they are, isn't as bad as a result as I thought it was, because I've, I've not really taken in yet all the teams we're playing in our league. Obviously, there's there's a lot of former league teams in there, you're Darlington, Hereford, Chester, Southport, this kind of thing. Mm. I'm still getting a little bit familiar with some of the other teams we were playing. And I actually thought Brackley were a lower division side, but they are actually in our division. Um, but even so, you know, I would have hoped that we would kind of get back to form and beat them, but... Um, yeah, all in all, it's gone well, considering, you know, it's the first time for five years that we haven't been, you know, rooted either at the bottom or very near the bottom of the division. So it's yeah. it's it's certainly a change in fortunes, but... The how many go up, that, Simo? How many I go up? From... One plus one in the playoff, you see. That's what I was just about to get to. Right, okay. It's very hard. Once you drop into non-league, it, it's very difficult to get back up because the promotion places just aren't there. Oh, so, yeah, you've said that before, I mean, goal, haven't you? Before, you've either yeah, got yeah. to win the league or, you know, you're taking a chance in the playoffs, aren't you? So, mm. you know, Because, obviously, just to add to that, it's only two from the north and two from the south, of course, because that makes four up to the National League. Mm. And then, of course, four come down from the National League. And then it depends on where they are in, in the country depends on whether they're pushed up, you know, like Kidderminster play in the National League North, you know, and I wouldn't class them as a North team, but yeah, so no, that's... What... No, but they're, 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 there's worse examples than that, in all fairness, Gull. I mean, that's that's not too bad. 
Um, at least they're kind of Midlands, aren't they? Um, mm. But yeah, it's there seems to be a lot more Southern teams at that level than there are Northern teams. You quite often find a lot of the teams that, are to, that you would think would probably fall into the Southern section end up playing in the Northern section. But obviously, you see- as, as, as we will discover, goals in exactly the same situation with Torquay, where there's very mm. little room for error. No, very yeah. little room to get back up now. So yeah, that's a really that, tough. It, it's a positive start, but it's oh yeah, just brilliant. To be counting it's early, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That it's um, I, I absolutely um, he. Well, I was going to say something about Scunthorpe, and it's completely gone out of my head. But uh, it'll come back to me in, in a second. But I'll talk about um. Uh, Torquay, yeah, Torquay had a great pre. Sorry, have you finished, Simo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on to you, mate. Good stuff. Torquay had a brilliant pre-season. You know, beating uh, Exeter four-one, and who were, um, I think, three divisions ab- above us. Drawing against Plymouth at home, who are four divisions above us. Wow. Uh, in- including their new million-pound signing. But of course, you know, we supporters had been calling for the head of the manager because of how bad we were last season. Uh, and then the preseason friendlies happen. It's like, oh, all right, well, let's see what happens. And then, oh, Christ, strike a bloody footballer down with a bow and arrow. First game at home, 3-0 defeat. Now, manager out. No, he stays. Second game away against, with respect, a very lowly team in the division financially part-time 1-1 one, one draw mm, okay uh, everyone's still calling for the manager to to go because no one can understand how we were so brilliant in pre-season and now we're back in competitive football and we're shit but then something happens they seem to find their footing and since that point they've won six out of seven Wow. And if you, if you include the FA Cup quali- second qualifying round, yeah, that's how low we are now, Simo. Eh? Um, it's, yeah, it's uh, a bit of a shock to the system, that, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, we've got three games just to get to the first round. Of course, last season we were in the conference, so it was just two games, but then we drew Derby County in the first round. That's right, of course. TV. Held, yeah, held them to a draw, playing more. Both games were live on TV. You just never know what's going to happen financially. But, but, um, <clears throat> Yes, so including the cup game that's just gone, which we won 3-0 away at Wimborne. Who? Uh, that's eight wins out of nine. And we're third, one point off the top. And it is absolutely... There is no give or take. They have to come back up this season. Yeah. I'm not saying that we're, we're better than the others, but we're still full-time. We've got players that are better than yeah, the national the money, isn't it? Yeah. You know... Um, it's got to be this season, otherwise, the you know, the fans are just going to go for the management. He'll end up going, rightly or wrongly, his tactics sometimes are brilliant, sometimes they're not. He'll go, the assistant will go, he'll take the good players with him. That'll be it. That'll be it. it you know, I could see us being wound up in about 10 years' time. That You know, that's how serious it is. So at the moment, though, it's looking OK this season. Torquay are doing OK we're doing very well. Yeah. Not okay. But it's early. It's early, isn't it? It'd be like similar. Yeah. yeah. The the South Division, obviously, that you're in, Gull, it's it's a little bit of a it's like a double edged sword, isn't it? Because when you look at the actual teams that's in the Southern Division, 
as a whole, they don't look to be to have as much illustrious history as the teams that are in the northern section. You know, they yeah, don't seem exactly. To but if you look at the teams that came down, because of the geographical locations, three of the teams that came down from the conference last year are in the southern division. Yeah. So even though right. there's a lot of like lesser teams in the southern division, you've also got to face you've got Yeovil and Maidstone in there. Yeah. Before you even think about playing any of the teams that were already in there before. So it kind of, even though the division might look weaker as a whole, there's not so many big names in it. You've actually got two of the most current big hitters. Strong squads. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. It's a minefield to get out of. I mean, exactly. And I'm going slightly left field. I've remembered what I was going to say, not necessarily about Scunthorpe, but it's about the structure of the pyramid. I believe that, you know, the conference is in essence a division five. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got the four leagues and there are so many ex-league teams in the conference and, of course, north and south now, that it's a division five. And I think they should uh, financially, with teams going out of business this season, at least two have gone, not in the conference, but, you know, non-league football. Mm -hmm. And whilst the arseholes in the Premier League are being being paid disgusting. And I was going to swear then, you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, if if Riddles was here, he, he would have swore. Yeah, East Thurrock United. I mean, they've gone out of business now. Well, I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah. In the last two weeks, um, that's it. And yeah, a, a one player. You know, one all of the players in the Premier League could give two percent of their wage for a week or a month, and it would have it would have saved that team. Quite simple. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. my point being is that they should restructure it so it makes the Premier League just maybe a little bit more elite with 18 teams. And I, I, forgive me, it's late on a Sunday evening, so a math isn't great. But what I want is 100 teams in the league. So, f- you know, f- five divisions. So, however that works, maybe 18 in the Premier add, add these up for me, will you, lads, will you? 18 yeah. in the Premier League, <laughs> yeah. 20 in a championship, and then... 24 in League 1, 2 and 3 and then non-league so obviously the conference becomes League 3 in the league and then that's um, 110 well right then, but you get my point something like that but but the point being is that the top leagues in non-league football, once that happens would be the conference North and South Yeah, Um, and that just saves financially on having to be promoted to another non-league, as in the conference for the national league, and having to travel, you mean know, less, so less layers gate, basically, less yeah, gate, yeah. head versus Torquay in, in the national league last season. I mean, you know, anyway, that's my point. I mm. I, I agree with you. I've, I think I've mentioned it on the site before that I I think we should go back to the days of like you know like the regional division three north and south. Yeah. Just, mm. just to cut the costs down for the clubs to make it more affordable. Maybe that, maybe that might you happen. Know, that, that to me, I, I think they, they should go back to that. Just have you have your Premier League, your Championship, and then make it Division One, North and South, and then obviously the teams in the Conference would become Divisions Two, North and South. Obviously, with some of the what is currently the Conference North and South bumped up. So you know, it just, anything that, that cuts the cost. It's cuts, kind of, cut, you know, well, I think we should be. 
must be more radical, you know. I mean, what with the advent of working from home and stuff, why, why can't you just play games on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would cut down cut down on travel significantly, wouldn't it, really? Because, wow. I mean, you know. Just come around my place and do it on Sabutio. They, yeah. They could do a massive believe... challenge, couldn't they, and bring one, for, one player forward and get them to do quizzes to see who gets <laughs> the points. I can't believe this hasn't been on the table. Honestly, yeah. I think we think we've hit on some hit upon something here. Um, See, the, the crazy thing is, with the League Cup and the FA Cup, the first couple of rounds are regionalised. Yeah. So if it's no if it's, if it's too much expense that they have to regionalise the cups, then why do they expect the clubs to travel the other end of the country to play league games? Exactly. It's, it. it, it it just doesn't make uh, sense. I mean, I mean, I remember back in the day, Talk United were so bad in the eighties that they, you know, and I know I'm taking the piss out of my own team, but they travelled to Carlisle and uh, they were just outside Carlisle, and the match got postponed, and financially they couldn't afford to come back up and play the game, so they played the game just on their own. No Carlisle, just on their own. They still lost two 0 <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I think they're still there, aren't they? Are they still there? Wasn't that the game where the fans showed the stewards to the seats? <laughs> Very good. No, it was the game after the one where they played, forgive me if I offend anyone, the blind school and lost 4-3 on penalties. Ah, right, yeah. But yeah, so it's quite an interesting deep conversation we're having about the future of football clubs here. Well, and it's I gone on longer than I thought. Yeah, it's got to give them a chance to survive. It's got yeah. to be done. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. I think everybody who listens to this podcast, if they're still listening, um it, it cares deeply about football. You know, that's that's part of the reason why, you know, we've read football comics and yeah. something needs to be done without a doubt. You know, there's been too many bad sad stories and there's gonna be many, many more. So you're absolutely right. Everything you're saying there, guys, um, around the rebalancing of wealth within the the pyramid absolutely definitely needs to happen. I mean, even if they don't filter money down from the Premier League, which, fair enough, you know, I mean, they can say, well, that's our money, why should we? You know, you can kind of see it from a from a certain point of view. Then just cut the cost for the, for the teams down the league. Yeah. You don't need to give them more money, just make it cheaper for them to actually exist. Yeah. There's got to be, even, if even if they regionalise in the North, Central and South, there's got to be a way to do it. There's got to be an answer that, that's... That keeps these clubs going because, you know, I know in some cases a lot of these clubs will fold one week and and you know and a month later they re the Phoenix club comes up with a slightly different name. So in essence, that a lot of them have still got a club to support. But in most cases, especially if they're a league club, they could be dropping seven eight levels. You know, it could take them a whole generation to get back. Yeah. So, so they might, you know, they might have a club still but you know it's nowhere near the kind of you know level that they were they were at before that's really interesting isn't it it's such a such a you know the big time the big time charlie premier players like you said some don't even realize that football exists out of the premiership but let me give you an example of a player that's come from grassroots football um and uh, oh, I've forgotten his name now. Um, plays for Wales and did play for Cardiff. Kiefer Moore. Um, Kiefer Moore. Born in Torquay, by the way. Yeah, off... I know that. I knew that, yeah. 
painting paint. <laughs> oh, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, started off at painting saints in the South Devon League, you know, and then ended up going to Truro and then Torquay, and then the rest is history, you know, painting saints. No disrespect to them. South Devon League, you know, amazing. amazing. So we need grassroots. Anyway, it all start somewhere. And yeah. that used to be the way it was before all these academies started taking kids at six, seven years old and yeah. just, you know, like poaching them from, from you know, the clubs below them. It, it's got to the point now where, you know, you can't, act, you can't clubs, get into, yeah. Yeah, these clubs' lifelines was producing these players and then selling them on. Now they're not even getting that because the big clubs have snapped them up before they've even, you know, yeah, got true. out of primary school. Yeah. So that's another lifeline that's gone out the window. And oh, these I'm about to spend that They never True. get. I mean, Chelsea have something like 50, 60 players out on loan. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> that as well. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's an interesting conversation, and of course, the other lads will be back soon, and we'll hear how their teams are doing. Well, the, the big, well, the, those bloody Premier League. Lads, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. tell you what they want to come on this podcast. Yeah, the other we'll tell them. yeah, yeah. So what, yeah. So what is the cigars? Yeah. This is the bit that's really depressing. Obviously, Macclesfield went out of business about three years ago. Yeah, and they got relegated right the way down to I think it was the Northwest Counties League. And obviously, at the time, Scunthorpe had just been just spent the first season back in League Two. In the three seasons that have happened in between, they're now just one division behind us. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Isn't that a sign of how far we've fallen? If they get promoted next season, they're in the same division. Wow. How the how the how the mighty well, not the mighty how Scunthorpe have fallen. Oh, yeah, how the mighty Scunthorpe have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. It's hard to believe five seasons ago we was in the champ in the uh, League One playoffs. I know. It's, I know. It's crazy. I know. Mm. I know. Absolutely crazy. It's hard to believe for, for me that, you know, Torquay were in the National League South three seasons ago, three or four seasons ago, first time in that division, won the title, straight back up, had a mid-table season the following year to build, and then and then we ended up in the conference playoff final and got robbed going back into the league, and now two seasons later, win the National League South again. One kick away from glory, weren't you? Unbelievable, but that's, unbelievable. But that's um, that's sport. That's why we. That's why we watch it, isn't yeah. it? That's why. We, that's why we love that's it. it. You know, you the highs and lows. Happen, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm aware that we're about an hour and a half in, and uh, yeah. forgive me, listeners, because there's a very brief section about what's coming up next time to do from Matt. What I'll do. Forgive us this time. I know it's been our clubs and Master Champ Challenge heavy and stuff. But I'll I'll leave my section of Roy the Rovers from March 1986 until next time, if that's right with you two. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no rush, is it? Yeah, yeah. There's no, no point going. I think the 90 minutes is just a nice amount, and I, I know the listeners appreciate. 90 minutes. There you go. I know. That's fantastic. We're going into injury time now. Let's, let's be fair. I mean, this season we, we are having increased stoppage time, aren't we? So we're allowed. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Actually, that's yeah. true. We should get course, some sort, I should get some sort of board I can hold up and let you know. At Playmore, I'm the one that announces it. So I just, hang on. So uh, 
uh, just uh, with your fingers, uh, Matt, uh, just hold up how many... Well, no, there's going to be more than that. Piss off, yes. I'm not going to tell you what he's doing. I'm sure there Do was something more than sens- two. Definitely Do more some- than two. Do something sensible so I can... <laughs> how many... Go on, show me how many minutes there are to go in there at a time. For what? Um, so, right. I can, so I can say what I'm going to say, you Burke. I can't even see that. The fourth official has indicated that there will be 527 minutes of additional time. Because Matt is such a dick, he's held up about 75 fingers, the Burke. I'm just doing my Ted Rogers. Ted Rogers, I was just about to say that. (laughs) Anyway, so just before we wind things up, which you've been doing for most of the podcast again, um, can I just meant go back to the Master Champ Challenge? And I want to thank oh, you both. God. Yes, you can. I know, too late now. I was going to compliment you. Now you can piss off. I don't care. Thank you for making me aware that I'd completely forgotten about O. Oh, uh, have you got the questions still there, Simo? Oh, yeah, we're not going over that again. Yeah. Give me Would the question you, um, again. Because uh, I really want to think. the letters? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Do the question again. Right. Which letter... Is not discovered during the pilot or the television series. Options: T, O, yeah. R, B. Is not discovered. Not during... discovered. Not discovered. And the answer was. There you go. Go. Let it go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's just amazing because. Um, yeah, I, 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 because T was Teresa Banks. In the film prequel, thank you, I forgot that, R was Laura Palmer, B was Renette Pulaski, and O was Madeline Ferguson. Look, it's important to me now, all right? Just leave it, all right? Leave it. We well, didn't, though. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually saying thank you, because I forgot. Oh, OK. Right. Back to you, Matt, you arsehole. Uh... <laughs> What's happening right. in the next episode? So the next episode, we have another one. It's um, episode sixty. Episode sixty. Wow, the big six zero, eh? Um, and hopefully, hopefully, we're going to be joined by a special guest, um, Ed Taylor, who's the creator of the Roy the Rovers forty years after. Facebook Ed Taylor. Page. Looking forward to that. Yep, me too. Me too. And there'll be other stuff there as well. Oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> You'll be there, hopefully. Oh, I'm not coming back. Okay, that's it. Let's do the goodbyes and the the social media, shall we? Matt, you can go first. Yep, okay. I'll do the goodbyes and the social media. So social media, uh, Twitter is at champ underscore R. That's at champ underscore R, A R E. Thank you. Uh, The Simo? See, now you've gone and thrown me off, you see, because that's what I was supposed to do. So I'd, re- I'd remembered that one. You stitched me up well and through there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Not like a kipper. I, I haven't got a clue what the other one is. I'll get, I'll let you get it wrong. It's something to do with proboards.net, something or other. That, oh. Yeah, that'll get you there. Well, you might, you might get a fishing net or a surfing yeah. board or something. Rabbi, Rabbi's oh. back getting the address wrong. Hello. Yeah. So it's champ. We are united.proboards.com. All right, there you go. Uh, can you do this, the Facebook pages? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, I'll, 
I Not saw indeed. the running order. I saw what I was expected to do. You've and got nothing more. It. <laughs> it's all about me. I want my I want my fee increased if I'm going to start doing. It's all about you. You've been busted, that mate. Was not in the contract. I oh, know that was McFly. Oh, anyway, move on. McBusted. Scott. Um. Yeah. So the Facebook page. There's a couple of the word of overs. You can find the podcast and comments on the Roy the Rovers 40 Years After page. And there's the champ page. Gold, do you want to do the champ page? Yeah, it's uh, the champ We Are United fans. Just put champ We Are United in, you'll find us. And uh, um, yeah, it's uh, some great posts on both of those. And we look forward to hearing your or your comments or reading them uh, following this episode, which will be up shortly. Brilliant. Enjoyed that, gentlemen. All good stuff. Me too. Excellent. Good stuff. I'm, time for the goodbyes. We look forward to Tangent Paul coming back from Portugal. Uh, hopefully for the next episode, Riddler's Retro Review will return. Well, when it returns. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it's goodbye from Simo. Yes, uh, goodbye listeners. Thank you for listening to our ridiculous ramblings again. <laughs> you enjoyed it and we will see you next time matt yes it's it's also a goodbye from me very enjoyable well done goal on the master champ challenge looking forward to the next episode which will be in two weeks time of course um as you said with ed taylor episode 60 and it's uh, a goodbye from myself gull gullible gull is apparently i'm now called uh, thanks for that lads <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and it's now time to end with the second outing of the end of the show theme tune, which is the same as the beginning. So get your horn out, get your trumpet really? out, <laughs> get, get your trumpet out. Level level forty two in craft work, or we'll be doing a live uh, session. Uh, it just press the red button now with a theme tune. It's time for that theme tune. Have a great fortnight. We will be back shortly. Take care. Thanks for listening.